Hello to you, my friends. Welcome to the 10th episode of Wee Stories and Big Rants. Can you imagine? That's 10 episodes, 5 whole hours of me just talking shit to catch up on if you haven't listened before. So anyway, how is everyone this week? I have decided, given the circumstances in this house, there have been two teeth lost this week. One from Barry and Kai's first ever tooth that fell out and it's um, led me to decide on this week's topic which is lies and that is because Kai you know you, you're aware of the fact that like you're lying to your kids but it's all for a good cause because it makes them happy by telling them that there's a tooth fairy that like flies underneath their pillow I mean this is where the distrust starts in authority from a young child when you find out by the way if anybody's kids are listening this isn't kid friendly anyway what are you doing parenting feel but you know you find out that like Santa and the tooth fairy aren't real and that your parents only lie to you to like you know make your life a wee bit more magical and then you start thinking about all the other things I've lied to you about and question that as well like you know am I really your kid was I born Irish um is the Pope a Catholic is there a God you know things like that somebody's beeping outside my street is abnormally noisy this week They've decided that the clap for curs that's supposed to occur every Thursday from 8 o'clock has turned into a full-scale fucking rave. No joke, I'm not exaggerating. Last night, um, I was at an online meeting and at 8 o'clock everyone came out and started applauding and then You're a Superstar started playing over what I can only describe as amps that would befit the Odyssey Arena. And that was nice. It was kind of like, right, okay, one tune for the curers. And then, you know, by the time it got to 11 o'clock. Uh, do you know what's actually funny about it? I actually, whenever the music started playing, it sounded as though it was playing in my bedroom. So at first I looked around to see if I had accidentally, you know, tapped something on my phone. And once it established that, you know, nothing that I had done had caused the music... There was a few seconds there where I had to actually sit and think to myself and go, am I finally losing the plot? Have I finally lost the plot? Has the cheese finally slid off my cracker? Is this music only happening in my head? <laughs> like I actually did go there. And then when I looked out the window and realised that there were people dancing in the street, um, I thought, no, it's them. They're mad. And... Yeah, 11 o'clock came, the music was still fucking blurring and the irony of it is that my sister lives up the street and she actually does work for the NHS and the music kept her awake. (laughs) So rather than, you know, being a nice tribute to the NHS, it basically just annoyed everybody in the fucking street that wasn't out partaking in it. If I'd have been out there dancing and singing, it had been grand, but because I wasn't in the mood, it was, you know, I felt like a dag nabbit, get off my lawn, one of those people. And anyway, they're all fucking weirdos starting out having a drink. Like, let's have a street party for the NHS. The ones who actually do have to get up and go to work in the morning. Ugh. 
They also played, in case you were wondering, uh, what seems to have become the anthem of the lockdown, which is You'll Never Walk Alone. You know that song that you usually associate with like football clubs? They're playing it. They're like, you'll never walk alone. And um, I just felt like I was being attacked. I mean, in fairness, normally if somebody was to do that and blast music all around a Belfast street, you know, that late at night, it would be you'll never walk again because you've got your fucking knees done. Seriously, people. So let's get down to business. Right. Here's the thing. The thing that truly made me think about lies or, you know, equivocations, half-truths or, you know, what's the nice euphemisms? You know, you use things like, you know, oh, it's really just this, but essentially it's bad. There are lots of different words for lies. And that's usually to make liars feel less bad about the fact that they're lying. Um, but there is a scale of lies. Like there's, you know, the white lie and then the black lie. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's something to do with racism. But uh, Kai was very excited to have lost his first tooth. And, you know, for the tooth very common. And we had to kind of palm Barry off because Barry uh, recently decided to declare his knowledge of such truths as there's no such thing as Santa. Now, where he got this knowledge, I don't know. Um, I can only imagine that like some little shit has went into school knowing the truth about Santa and has either not received or heeded his parents' warnings not to tell other children. And he's just went in there like, you know, a whistleblower and went here. Everybody, guess what? It's fucking over for me, so it's over for you too. And Barry took that attitude also with Kai. So when Kai was talking about Santa, as they do, you know, because you never get a break from Santa, you're constantly being asked, can I get this from Santa? And then saying yes in the hope that by the time December comes, they'll fucking forget. But um, Barry decided to, like, he was trying to tell Kai one day that, you know, you believe in Santa, but you know what? Guess what? Santa isn't real. And by this stage, I had been trying to tell Barry that Santa still was real. So I was trying to uphold the lie, you know, for my child's innocence. Um, but then I admitted defeat, took Barry aside, and it broke my heart to say, like, kid, do you believe in Santa? And he looked at me. You know, it was one of those ones where he was like, well, I give up. We'll give up the goods here, you know, because I had spun that whole thing. If you don't believe, you don't receive. You'll not get anything from Santa. Um, But he just came clean and went, no, I don't. I know he's he's not real. And I had to do damage control and say, right, okay, here's the crackhead. Mummy has been out of pocket this past eight years, uh, making you believe that Santa brought you all those things but the good news is I can now take credit for it um aren't I fucking fabulous haven't you had a great life you know look at all the shit we've bought you um but now that you know this here's the thing you're not allowed to tell your little brothers what you know you are now a secret keeper can you take this secret with you to the grave you know and he was brilliant about it he was like yeah right okay And I was like, right, basically that's the only reason that I'm letting you know is because, right, okay, we get it. You know the truth, but 
seriously. Try not to be a dick about it, you know. Join in. Let on. This is your acting. This is where you become an adult and you have to start acting like shit is okay. You know, when it's not. And if you do all that, you'll still get loads of presents. So just, you know, keep it dumb here. And um, I think that, you know, he's basically worked out from that, that, you know, the tooth fairy ain't really there, but he still expects, like, to have money underneath his pillow when he loses a tooth, um, which is kind of hypocritical of him, the little dick. But Kai lost this tooth um, the other day, and it was so lovely. He was like, oh, my God, my tooth. And brilliantly, it was his little grey tooth that fell out because Kai fell when he was a kid, like a little baby, and smacked his tooth, and then it sort of died and went grey, which led to me having to like explain to every single new person that he met that I'm not a bad mummy. I do brush his teeth. That one's just dead because he's dopey and he fell, right? You know, his teeth aren't bad through neglect. Just has one bad tooth. And it's finally fallen out. And a wee white one's coming down. It's great. It's like a rebirth. um, You know, a renaissance of Kai's teeth. And I got to do the tooth fairy the other night. And we actually have one of these little creepy... Well, you could call it creepy. It kind of is, I suppose. You know, it's a little wooden box that you collect your children's teeth in. You put them in in the order they came out. And... um. As handy as it sounds, when you try and say it out loud, it does sound creepy. Keep your teeth. Um, but yeah, so it made me think about, you know, when my ma used to tell me the tooth fairy came. And um, I remember actually telling me that I shouldn't ever go asleep with a pillow over my head. And um, it was probably a life lesson because that's not a good thing. I mean, suffocation could have occur but she told me that if you fall asleep with your head under the pillow the tooth fairy can come along and pull out all your teeth (laughs) you know because it's teeth under the pillow at the end of the day so I'm thinking about actually telling my kids that too because that's not a bad one but um yeah I went in and done the tooth retrieval you know hooked and hooked and then I came back into Kurt and was like where is it and he told me where it was and then I was afraid of actually waking the child up. I mean, I didn't make a very good tooth fairy. But I remember, at least I remembered, okay? Because whenever I was a kid, I I woke up a few times and there was fuck all under my pillow. But that tooth that I put under the night before. <laughs> my ma used to say, yeah, yes, the tooth fairy's working on different time zones, you know. If you go up later on, you'll probably find that she's put money under. Just leave it there and go to school. You know, and you'd come back from school and there would be money under your pillow. Wow, magic. In other words, my ma fucking, you know, got her senses together and remembered to put put the money under the pillow. <laughs> it makes me, like, feel such an affinity with my mother now. Because I think of all the things that she did that I too do. And I remember one Christmas, actually. It was like Boxing Day and she said, oh, look, Santa. Must have dropped these presents behind the sofa and you, you know, didn't find them. And we were like, wow, presents on Boxing Day. Um, Essentially, she must have just forgot about a few wee things and then decided to drop them off and, you know, blame Santa. But um, I've done that, you know, where you think, oh, shit, I forgot that I bought these back in April. What will I do? 
and you just tell your kids that like Santa thought they were really good so he left a few other things off but that lie can spiral because then what happens is kids are expecting that same thing to happen every year which leads me to my second lesson they need to get to know disappointment right <laughs> nope Santa doesn't do that every year in fact Santa isn't real fuck yous <laughs> now wait till I tell you about our voting system and the government that we supposedly have uh, elected to represent us you think that's the big lie <laughs> you're in for it kid do you know what I mean teaches you life lessons I'm gonna go out there and be the adult that says it let's all stop pretending that Santa exists only to make kids' lives magical. When we know that Santa's main function is as a blackmailer, we bribe our kids, don't we? If you're not good, Santa's watching you and he's going to see everything that you're doing and you're never going to get any gifts because you're a bad wee bastard. And it's not true, like, because if anything, it just validates my kids knowing that they can be bad wee bastards and they're always going to get gifts anyway. But um, do you remember we used to get told, we used to get told that if Santa didn't think you were a good child, that he would leave you a lump of coal? I mean, nowadays, that's just not economical at all because coal's a non-renewable resource and... Like, it probably costs more money for a fucking lump of coal than it does for a PlayStation these days. Who knows? Fossil fuels and all that. But, yeah, I think I might do that. You know, give them a wee scur sometime and just, like, leave something really shit there. Lump of dog shit. <laughs> like, see, that's what happens. Now, if you're good for the rest of the day, uh, Santa might come on Boxing Day. No, because I, I can imagine, actually... The NSPCC would punish you for doing something like that. It seems like child cruelty, doesn't it? Um, kids don't know what child cruelty is these days, though. I'm doing it again. Dang, damn it. But you know what I mean? I used to get a good slapper in the air. Never did me any harm. Um, but it, yes, so the lies. It's had me thinking about all the other kinds of lies that you were told as a kid. And this may vary from person to person, continent to continent, but... I mean, my mom used to tell me such things as eat the crusts of your toast, you know, or the crusts of your bread because you'll get curly hair. Did anybody else get that one? You'll get curly hair or, you know, if you eat your burnt toast, you'll get curly hair. Essentially, what that means is I fucked up. But if you eat it anyway, you'll get nice curly hair and that'll be a reward. When essentially all you did was eat burnt carcinogenic toast and increase your risk of getting cancer. So thanks ma, thanks for that. If you listen very closely to what I just said, you'll probably hear Curtis in the background yelling at the kids downstairs. Now, what I could do is go down and tell him off for doing some actual fucking parenting while mummy's upstairs talking to yourself. But I'll just let it go. I'm not even going to re-record that bit because I don't like to re-record things because then it seems rehearsed and, you know, not just fresh off the cuff like the bullshit that I like to spew anyway. So there you go. I'm giving you the inner workings of how I do this podcast. It's very complicated. Don't try it yourself. Just listen to me. <laughs> okay, so I can understand that, you know, a lot of the lies that you're told as a child are there to teach you a lesson in some way. 
you know, for example, the not putting your head under the pillow thing when you fall asleep because the tooth fairy will pull your teeth out might make you feel terrified that the tooth fairy is a fucking tooth thief, but you won't suffocate with your pillow. But what about the other lies that my ma told that seemingly have no explanation or good whatsoever? Like, I remember being told that, you know, a bicycle pump. Did anybody else get told not to like you? let the bicycle pump shoot out air on your skin because it'll give you warts like I remember sitting around <laughs> as a kid like you know with the bicycle pump like going psh, psh, like shooting air in people's faces and my mom was like don't be doing that you'll give her warts don't be doing that to yourself now you're going to get a wart on your foot where you you know put the pressure of the bicycle pump on your foot was she really that fucking stupid like that she thought genuinely believed that that would happen or did she just not want me to have fun us to have fun and I know it's not just me because I actually asked this on Facebook a while ago did anybody else hear that rumor you know that if you use a bicycle pump and like shoot the air directly under your skin that you'll get warts and other people had heard it too so if anybody has any explanation as to why that lie came about I'd be interested to know because I know that most superstitions usually like have came about because of a practical reason like you know that one don't put shoes on the table it's bad luck turns out spoiler alert putting shoes on the table isn't bad luck but it's just really fucking unhygienic and means you're a dirty bastard um things like that you know don't walk under ladders it's bad luck you know what's bad luck said ladders fucking falling on you <laughs> you know that that would be bad that's why you don't walk under ladders because if they come down you're getting sconed and that is terrible bad luck. I remember people saying like oh if you stand in dog's dirt stand in dog shit you know if you realise that that's happened you know it's meant to be good luck and you're like it's not fucking good luck. It's good luck by chance because this is probably the worst thing that's going to happen to me all day hopefully. And the rest can only seem good because of that. And I remember hearing as well that if you put your jumper on back to front by accident. Or if you put your jumper on back to front. I don't know if you can do it on purpose. And it's still good luck apparently. I remember my ma going no no no. Don't don't switch it round. It's inside out but that's good luck. Worked like that today. And you're like really? Why? So everybody will think that I'm mentally challenged and give me free things. Like well, what, what way is this supposed to work ma? I don't know. Like, if you can think of other things, I would be really interested to hear what bullshit your parents came off with, do you? Because, you know, I, I've i got lots of them. Do you remember lifting buttercups and holding it underneath somebody's chin and seeing the reflection of the yellow in the buttercup and being like, guess what, mate? You like butter. Like, <laughs> I'm so in the know. I'm so omniscient. I'm like the Lord himself. Come here. I'm here to tell you what time it is. Left one am dandelion clocks over there. <sighs> it's either one o'clock or I just have excellent fucking breathing skills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need that inhaler. I I just took two pumps of it and it's fucking one o'clock everywhere right now. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> dandelion clocks. Buttercups. Those were the good things about you. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have too bad a childhood, did I? There were flowers at least. Or weeds. Aren't the weeds? 
depends on what way you look at them. See, you can frame it that way. I actually stupidly, um, my ma knows a lot about flowers and gardening and things. She's very green fingered. I'm very light fingered. She's very green fingered. But, um, oh, by the way, and light fingered, not as in I steal things, just that like, my middle finger has helium in it and just fucking floats up to everybody most of the time up yours. But we were in an aunt's house before and we were out the back and my ma was talking about the trees or whatever. <laughs> oh, mother and stuff. Chatting about bark. And um, I felt I wanted to pay my aunt a compliment and make it sound as though I was worldly and knew about gardening as well. And I said, do you know what? Your daisies are really lovely. They've come out so well this year. <laughs> There's hundreds of them all over your grass. I love those daisies. They're gorgeous. And my ma and my aunt just burst out laughing at me. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Daisies or weeds? <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I was, I, I wasn't even embarrassed. I was just like, well, I like them. Okay. And I, I thought you'd went to all the effort to plant all those daisies. And that they look nice. You know what the terrible thing about this story is? I was probably about 17 when I said this. So I don't even have the excuse of being a kid. A cute kid. That's why they just open mouth laughed at me. Practically spat all over me laughing. No. Daisies are weeds. Know what else is weed? This fucking joint I've got in my hand, ma. Up yours. Light fingers. I'm away to smoke. <laughs> Here, ma. Ma. Do you know what time it is? Lift one of those dandelion clocks there and, and blow it. And see what time it is. <laughs> it's three o'clock, Bruna. Is that what time it is? No, ma. It's time for you to go and get a fucking emphysema check because that shouldn't have took three blows to blow all that shit away. <laughs> Stop smoking. Oh, uh, yep. Has the cheese finally slid off my cracker now? Nah, we're good. I have to say that lying to your kids can come in really handy sometimes and, you know, you should really take advantage of it while they still are gullible enough to believe you. For example, it's really crap when your kids learn how to tell the time. You know, whenever you're like, oh my God, it's so late. It's past your bedtime. I've let you stay up two hours later already. And the child just looks and goes, mommy, it's only six o'clock. Why, why are you lying? You know? <laughs> Or when you say things like, oh, even my mom used to say that, you know, whenever the ice cream fan, a.k.a. the Pokemon, like, plays music, it means he's run out of ice cream. What a lying bitch. I mean, my kids tried to do that with them. I tried to tell them that. But then they see everybody else running up and getting ice cream and they're like, why are you lying? You're a lying bastard. I'm going to call you Simba. You're the lion king. Like, there's people getting ice cream right now. Why can't I go out? And you're like, they pre-ordered. He only has a certain amount of ice creams, you know, that were pre-ordered. And just sit down. I'm fucking skint. Seriously. Of no spare change. Leave me alone. Why do? Will I? Instead of just, you know, tell them the truth. No, you can't have an ice cream because mommy used all her change in um, buying a lottery ticket. <laughs> To see whether or not, you know, we can hope for another day at getting a trip to Disneyland. And no, you can't go to Disneyland right now because it's closed. Like, that's why it's closed. And you know what? You're not even telling a lie if you say that now. My eldest kid was supposed to go to Disneyland and we've literally had to break his wee heart and say, Babe, Disneyland is closed. Like, 
the pandemic coronavirus. So kind of we've got to get out of frail G get out of frail G get out of jail free card for the next few years because like if you just realize that you can't afford to go anywhere or you don't want to go to the park just be like yeah it's the coronavirus again you can't go to the park coronavirus is back can't go to holidays coronavirus is back you can't eat that ice cream off that ice cream man because it'll give you coronavirus (laughs) you i'm actually very surprised that our parents never pulled the whole plague thing whenever we were younger. I mean, we actually got the opposite. Pick that up off the ground and eat it. It hasn't been lying there for five seconds yet. So technically you you won't get like pleurisy and die, you know. Get the fucking jandies. I remember picking up uh, chewing gum off the ground with like a lollipop stick. I don't think I was actually one of the people that ate it. I just like to play with it, like with a lollipop stick on the ground. Because it was gooey and fun in the sun. That's really fucking stinking, isn't it? Like, um. But yeah, childhood full of fun memories like that. And I have to actually say, the ice cream man. If you're not from here, um, this here province. We call it the Pokemon, and I'm very aware that if you called it that, it sounds like something that you know. He should be on a child sex offenders list, the Pokemon. But that's what we call it. Why do we call him a Pokemon? We had a Pokemon whenever we were kids and literally we called him Big Balls. Didn't see any funny side to that whatsoever. We just thought, yeah, there's Big Balls out there, mummy. And <laughs> used to run into my mum, mummy, mummy, Big Balls is there. Give us money. Can I have money? Can I have money? And she used to, if we actually did, it was a good day. If it was our good week. And we got money to go out the big balls. He was called that, by the way, because he made his own Italian ice cream and you got it in a big ball scoop. Um, She would say, don't let him see what money you have in your hand before before you ask him how much it is. Because that bastard takes all the kids' money off them and doesn't give them change. <laughs> That's the kind of shifty ice cream man we had. Like, if an ice cream or a poke was 30p and you handed him a pound, it was a pound. Do you know what I mean? Take it and fuck off. There you go. Big balls. Those were the days. And you know what? I actually remember before I got an ice cream and my sister was raging because she didn't get one. And she actually sat and watched me eating it. Asked me for some and I said no. And then she sat and looked at me and said, do you know the big balls picks his nose whenever he's making that ice cream? And she just let it sink in and watched me while I got ever the more revolted by my ice cream. And then I handed it to her and went, you can have it. And she said, thanks, and ate it. Do you know what that is? That's a lesson in how fucking stupid I was. Because I should have realised, why would she eat it? Why would she eat it if she knows that Big Balls picks his nose? He probably did. But I mean, that's how she swindled my ice cream off me. And that's how I learned to be a player, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up, I pull moves, I pull tricks, I do everything. It's my world. Um... Has the cheese finally slid off my cracker? I think so. Anyways, we're introducing a new thing into this um, for the end of each episode. And it's going to be a useless fact. Because I love useless information. And I think that you would like to hear some of this useful information. Which is useless too. So here goes. (music) 
This useless fact was actually brought to me by my cousin Connor. And it is the reason why pirates wear eye patches. Do you know this? Well, I first assumed that pirates wore eye patches because it made them look like badass motherfuckers who had gotten an eye pulled out during some sort of sword duel. But really, the reason that pirates wear eye patches or wore eye patches, because I can't imagine this is a thing nowadays, is that it was to keep one eye adjusted to the dark so that whenever they went below deck and switched the eye patch over, the eye that was adjusted to the dark could see what was under the deck of their boat. You know, isn't that so handy? So And the reason that they wore earrings, they kept an earring in their ear, is to pay for the funeral. So... There you go. Uh, Now, I wouldn't really ask any Somalian pirates or anything like that about this kind of thing because chances are if you're in close contact with a Somalian pirate then you've probably got a gun to your head and answer the name of Tom Hanks. (laughs) That's a wee in joke there for anybody who's seen that movie. This is my boat now. I don't even think I quoted it right because I haven't watched the whole film. But anyways, that is your useless fact. Be free and tell everything everybody it because it's fucking fascinating and that brings us to the end of this episode i hope you've had a wee giggle with me and go out and be a bunch of lion bastards like everybody else Doo-doo-doo.